Hello and welcome to Fragmenters, the most entertaining podcast that I've found where you get to have a conversation with business women who are enthusiastic about life, work, and money. We love building up other women and getting them ready for their new careers. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Hello again and welcome to Fragmenters. I'm so excited that you guys have been listening and leaving those reviews. They really do help get the word out on this podcast. So thank you again. Today, I'm super excited to introduce a friend of mine, Leandra Samproni. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) So Leandra, I met a long time ago and she probably doesn't know this, But she was a huge inspiration of mine when I first met her at the fact that women could be super successful entrepreneurs. So I'm so excited to have her here with me. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You just gave me goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. So when I met you, you owned... We were in this tiny little town. I think you still live there partially at least. I do. Yeah. Part-time. Yep. Um, maybe 2000 people in it. And she was our baker. Yeah. That was the cake lady, right? <laughs> you were the cake lady and you had the best cakes in town. Not because they were the only ones. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know that you have ventured out from that, but you want to tell everyone what what everything you're up to now? Sure. Um, so I'm a single mom of two kids. My daughter's 14 and my son is almost 12. Um, we live in that small town. I do, I kind of consider myself like a serial entrepreneur, I guess is what they call it nowadays. So I own an RV park that I've actually, it was my grandparents' RV park, but I've owned it for almost 18 years now. And that's up in Reno. We do have a barn, or I, I don't, shouldn't say we anymore. I have a bar and restaurant in our small town and it's actually on the market right now. I'm, I'm selling it and moving on from that. I did have a bakery and I sold that back in October. I recently purchased a food trailer that I was going to do and then things changed and now I'm selling that as well. So it kind of looks like I'm up and selling so many things, but just kind of moving on to different areas of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I started a podcast myself, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you, Yeah, um, called From the Ashes. And I also started a company called Badass Boudoir, where I host retreats for women and I bring them in and we do like an entire weekend of not just boudoir pictures, but coaching and activities and sisterhood, things that I, I feel like I didn't get until later in life and bringing the sexiness back to these moms and women, even grandmas, like <laughs> they're, they're just getting this whole new life after these retreats. So that's kind of where things are right now. I feel like I'm just moving on to, and I have other ideas and things brewing that I really shouldn't talk about till they're, you know, set in stone. Right. But But definitely, um, I do want to, like you and I talked about, I want to take over the world. I want to do it all and see it all and be the best at all of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely showing too. I didn't know that you had the bar up for sale. Yeah. I I just actually met with our realtor a couple of weeks ago and it's going to be official. I've been talking about it for a while, but Mm -hmm. I, I just don't want anything tying me to the small town longer than I need to be. And our town is called Round Mountain. It's been Mm -hmm. great to me for years and it's just not where I want to focus my time. So. No, that makes sense as I moved to Idaho. So I get it. Sometimes you just outgrow a place or it outgrows you and your life just pushes you somewhere else. Yes. And I think, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned lately is that just because you're in one area or in one genre of things doesn't mean you have to stay there. Like Mm -hmm. that may be just for the season and then it's totally okay to move on and try something else or go live somewhere else or meet new people. Um, Yeah. And you're definitely very good at the pivot. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you know when you're ready? to, to make that pivot, to move on? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I, 
because I pivot so much, I just can feel it in my gut. Like, okay, this isn't feeling right anymore. And it's not necessarily like when things are great or when they're hard, you just know this is not where I'm meant to be right now. This doesn't align with what my goals are because my long-term goals change all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think reassessing those goals is necessary to understand, okay, maybe this is where I am now. I don't want to stay here. Let's sell the bar and restaurant. Let's, let's move on. So, right. So how long have you been a, I'm doing air quotes, serial <laughs> entrepreneur? Okay. So my grandma, I've never worked for anybody, but my grandparents. And that was from yes. like age 14 to 20. And then when I turned 20, my grandma was like, look, I don't want to run the RV park anymore. How about you do it? So she, it wasn't like it was just handed to me. Like I had to put some work in and some money in, but I never really wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like that, my goal was to be a music teacher. That's what I wanted. to be. <laughs> and so when that fell in my lap, then it just worked out that way. And then I was a stay-at-home mom. All my kids were babies too, which was really important to me. Mm-hmm. But it, when they started getting older, I was like, okay, I need to do more. I, I have to stay busy. I'm, I don't know if I have ADD or what, but like, I can't just sit still, especially in a small town with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So I started, um, I don't know, like crocheting and making jewelry and just trying to find these little hobbies where I could make a little side money on. And then the cakes showed up and I started to learn on my own how to do that and built a business from home doing the cakes and cupcakes. And that was huge. And that was actually my passion. And I would love to do that again one day, but Mm -hmm. until then, like, I want to learn how to do all the different kinds of businesses and get in so many, I want to get into different, different avenues of business. And I want to learn all of it. So mm-hmm. there's so much out there. So much out there. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. I do that all the time. Oh, I'm pretty sure I, I have ADHD too. I'm actually <laughs> doing I have to have toys like this, I'm or all you can it. hear is me doing this squeaking. <laughs> so no, I'm totally right there with you. Yeah. Did you ever do any schooling or anything in business or entrepreneurial? Do you have any formal training in anything? I don't. I was an honor student in high school. I got a full ride scholarship to UNR, blew it, and (laughs) dropped out. Like I was a college dropout and I've never had any education. Like I've just learned as I went. Google is like my best friend or YouTube, Mm -hmm. right? It's where you learn how to do everything. But yeah, no, I probably should have taken some classes, but I mean, I think, and I tell my kids this all the time, I think a college education, unless it's something your career needs, is a waste of money. Like to say, Mm -hmm. oh, I have a business degree. That's cool. I have 20 years in business where people, you don't get that hands-on by sitting in a classroom, you know? Yep. So Yeah, I've been in IT forever and I feel like, too much is put on the paper. Like you need to have this degree, but really if you have someone who has two years of experience, hands-on experience, they actually know how things function more than someone that went through four years of school. Yes. Yes. You can, I was my, I have a bunch of Microsoft certifications and they told me, and I had this question and I got it right because I did the class, but they said that rebooting a computer fixes nothing. That's a fucking lie. Everybody knows <laughs> that's they a lie. All you to do is reboot your computer. <laughs> right. But Microsoft itself tells you, and to pass the class, you have to say, no, it doesn't help. Oh, so wow. there's a lot of difference between hands-on and book knowledge. So yeah, I just like to know, um, I'm just nosy, really. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know everyone's background. (laughs) Yeah. You said that you have kids. I do. You have, you mentioned two, correct? Yeah. Yep. And they're teenagers now. They are, which is fun. <laughs> you know. Uh yeah, we got four three-year teens. Oh man. Well, yeah. Technically one's an adult now, but that's crazy. I can't believe that. <laughs> I know. I feel so 
old. <laughs> so how has it been owning these businesses and raising your kids? It So when my ex-husband and I purchased the bar and restaurant, I was working every single day, mm-hmm. hours and hours a day. So I went from being a stay-at-home mom, being so involved with my kids and volunteering in their classrooms to hardly seeing them because I was working and operating and managing things. And that was difficult. Um, we did not prioritize family time or family vacations. And I think that really takes a toll. I had a ton of mom guilt mm-hmm. for like, i sat back and I was like, Whoa, like the last three years are gone. Like my kid, my kids are going to be grown, you know, in a matter of just a few more years, what am I doing? And so along that time period, there was the divorce too, mm-hmm. which I think was a big, it played a big role in things as well. But once I started making some changes in my schedule, I cut back in my staff. I gave everybody more hours. I refused to work. So I made sure that I had good management and good employees operating. So I didn't have to be there. And I think that was the biggest part because now I have a ton of time with my kids. Like we literally just drove to Salt Lake and we're going to be here for a couple of days. It's important to me, not just to work really hard and make a million dollars. That's great. But I want to have the memories with my kids. Yeah. And that's my priority is, you know, to spend more time with them, not to spend my time in the business, you know? Yeah. Do they want to be like mom? Do you know if they have that entrepreneurial bug? Um, I, I think they do. My daughter talks about, she's got lists. They both have lists of goals that we go over every year mm-hmm. because they see me, you know, making that list of goals. And so they start making their own. And yeah, I, I think eventually they'll, they'll get there too. But right now they're just both so focused on college. And I'm like, dude, I'm not paying for you to go to college so you can go be a tattoo artist. Like, right. <laughs> you, <won't do> that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'll support you. I will give you a job, whatever, but I'm not going to pay that. So right, that's the struggle, you know? Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> not cheap. For sure. Not cheap at all. No. And I mean, my oldest, she wants to get, be a music teacher, actually. Okay. Okay. That's it. I mean, she plays seven instruments and oh gosh, yeah. And is in all the bands. So it, it makes sense. But for something like that, you do have to have the college education. Yes. But yes. a tattoo artist or <laughs> I'm big on, I'm pushing on my other kids. Well, one wants to go into the Marines. So oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, I can get behind that easily. Yep. So he wants to go into Marines and then another one. I'm like, why not look at trade schools? Yes. If you really want to do a school, mm-hmm. have half the time, triple the income, none of the debt. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's there's and no you can problem. Go anywhere with it, you know? Yeah. But then that's at the same enough. time, like it's really hard in these small mining towns because these kids graduate high school, they can go make 30 bucks an hour with no education. Mm -hmm. And then they just get stuck there. They get stuck in the mining industry, which is great, but there's a whole world out there that I want them to see and experience and know that they could do anything else. It's so funny. You just said that because I was going to say, that's another thing that I push on my kids move. I mean, I'm going to miss you, but don't be here. Go and I grew up in a town and then moved to another tiny town. And then I moved out into the big world when I was 29 or 30. I was 29 years old. That was the first time I'd ever left my little tiny cocoon. So I'm like, sure, get an education here. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. right here. I can help support you and stuff. But then go teach and you know, the East coast, go teach in Paris. But yeah, that's definitely something that I'm, I'm not pushing it on them, but I'm making it known that it's available to them. Yes. Because I feel like growing up in the little small town that I did, I just knew that I was going to end up being a munitions handler at the ammunition depot. Cause that was the one place to work there. Okay. And that's, all you had, just like in Round Mountain, you're yeah. going to be a haul truck driver at the mine. Right. 
as soon right. as you graduate. And well, that's, that's not it. it. It's our job as parents and moms to, to show them us getting out of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And therefore they'll be like, okay, mom's doing this. Mom's, you know, making her dreams happen. What are my dreams? How do I do that? And then we're just the cheerleaders, you know, mm-hmm. encouraging them. I've told my kids, I'm like, when you turn 18, there will not be a home for you to come back to. Cause I will be gone. So <laughs> you will have to move and you'll have to go somewhere else. I don't know where it's going to be, but I love you. And fly the nest, right? Well, I just told you as soon as Erilyn moves, we're a convert. Well, actually Avery's going into her room because her room was bigger. And then I am going to be converting his room into my gym slash podcast recording studio. So I'm the same way. Yeah. Like if you get stuck, there might be room for a futon if you fold up the treadmill, but it's still (laughs) my gym. (laughs) And I will come in at 5 a.m. Come on. <laughs> exactly. What, what's been your biggest obstacle in creating your freaking mogul that you're working on? Really like narrowing down what it was that I wanted and knowing that I could have that and ask for it. For the longest time, it, my coach, Sean, would ask me, what do you want? What do you want? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. He's like, there's no right or wrong answer. And it's going to change all the time. But if you don't know what you want, then of course you're going to be miserable because you don't know, there's no goal. There's no end in sight that you're working towards. You're just literally operating from day to day, living from catastrophe to catastrophe with no, nothing at the end of the road. And that once I figured that out, I was like, oh shit, like this is my life. Like I get Mm -hmm. to decide what I do. And where I go and who I spend time with and I'm in control. Like that was huge to me. And that's where I think everything's really kind of come into play is I, I get to make the rules of my life and that's pretty fucking cool. Like, I love that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in control of everything. I think that's one thing that we're not taught. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we're taught you I just had this conversation with Nick. You're taught to wake up at the time you're supposed to and you go to class and you do what they say and you do it the way they say to. If you find a different way, you get in trouble for it. You have to do exactly how they say, when they say it. And you're conditioned to do that for what, 13 years? Yeah, and beyond. I mean, you're supposed to fit in this little box of what does a mom look like? what does a mom talk like or act like, or a good wife? I mean, who makes these rules? I don't know, but I'm determined to like, just break that fucking mold and be like, no, this is who I am. Yeah, I'm a mom that says fuck. And I let my kids skip school to come with me to Utah to get a tattoo. Like that, not, not my kids getting a tattoo, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, like, that's the kind of shit, like there's, I don't know. I, I hate this whole, oh, well, moms don't do that. Yeah, well, I do. This mom does. This mom does. <laughs> yeah. This mom feeds her kids junk food sometimes. And this mom sometimes only feeds them, you know, dehydrated kale. <laughs> it's whatever I want. We have this thing in our house called yo-yo. And it's called, it's you're on your own. That's what it stands for. Mm-hmm. And most nights, that's what it is. Like, sorry, kids. I don't cook very often because... I'm just tired. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll cook for ourselves. We'll make whatever we want. <laughs> so am I the best mom? Probably not, but I'm a happy mom and they're happy, healthy kids. And that's what matters. It's called fend. It's their favorite night. Fend. I love yep. that. Fend Cause you yourself. fend for yourself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like your, cause your grandma gave you the RV part. Was this hers or was it her husband's, your grandma? So my grandfather, he he was part owner in a big construction company in Reno for years. He was this full-blooded Italian guy. And when he sold that, he took his portions from it and built the RV park. So that was their retirement plan was the RV park for Ah. he and my grandma. So they did that for years. And, um, my uncle worked there, my brother worked there, I worked there, and it, 
it's about 40 years. It's, I think it's about as old as I am. So almost 40. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in the middle of downtown. Like it was just a great little family owned and operated business. And as the years have gone on, people don't travel like they used to in RVs. So right. it's more long-term rentals now, but it's, it's a good, it's a good business. I see so many business people getting into RV parks and apparently that's the thing. I just got mm-hmm. into it much earlier than everybody else did. It's You're nice. a trendsetter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that seeing your grandma, I mean, it's hard these days to see women owning businesses and bringing home the larger paychecks and stuff. So talking two generations ago, for you to grow up and see her being a huge placement in her own business, I mean, it was mutually owned, but actually being an active part in it had to have molded you so that you were like, yeah, fuck the establishment. I'll do it by myself. And I mean, she is my hero. Just the way that I remember her and my grandpa being like, they were a team. And I loved that. Like there was no one was above the other. Like they were an equal team that worked together in everything from the RV park to the rentals, to the family. And that's what I want. I want to build my empire with my teammate, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's what my boyfriend and I are working on right now is building that, that team. Um, I don't, I've never had that before. And it's pretty fucking cool to have a partner who is like right alongside you, bust an ass, like wants you to succeed as much as they want to succeed. Like we are on the same level. It's I'm like getting choked up. It is magic to find that. And it's so sad that it is, but I feel the same um, in my relationship now, I don't know if you've seen anything that we've posted about the businesses that we've started, but every time I've come to him and I'm like, all right, babe, I've had this idea. I'm sitting on it for a minute, but I really think it's going to be huge. And every time he's like, Oh, I'm not so sure. You know, this is a little out there, but once I come to him with logic and facts and, you know, he's a hundred percent behind me and he will help me and not only help, but like with our wine barrel business, he does probably 90% of the customizations now. Wow. Yeah. He just, he's like, I never thought I'd do woodwork, but I fucking love it. And he's, hella good at it so yeah yeah, he's just like taking that on and I do the I do the people he's not (laughs) a people person so I yeah so I do the marketing and talk to everyone and make the sales and he just busts out the most beautiful pieces and it he's like it's not something I would have thought but you you figured we could do it and I figured we'd try and a selfie studio yeah he's like never would have even thought of that that's brilliant (laughs) thank you but it was I told him and he was like Dina you're on fucking crack (laughs) he's like a selfie studio why why would anyone pay to take selfies I'm like well it's not just taking selfies it's and then I showed him and showed him the numbers behind it and how successful they are and he was like oh holy shit what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> refinance our house so that we can afford it and build a selfie studio first one in Idaho and that is awesome yeah and he I'll walk up to him I'm like oh I almost gave away what we're building right now actually I can't because <laughs> this will be out after um okay. we're building an indoor beach whoa yeah so we're gonna have I think the dimensions ended up being like nine by nine nine square and it's going to be completely filled with sand wow yeah and we'll have the beach backdrop on one side and then we'll have like a shanty on another side so that you can get that's cool yeah so you can't get a beach in Idaho I mean we have beaches but they're either grass or moss grown or rock this is going to be like the only ocean side beach in Idaho so cool that's so cool but yeah, I'm like, babe, we have like, to have a beach. And he's like, fine. 
I'm like I need a seven okay. foot makeup palette and he's like I guess <laughs> just bust them out I feel like I don't know I couldn't have done this in my 20s I don't know what what changes with us as women in our 30s or maybe it's like the confidence maybe we have to go through all the shit in our 20s but I know I couldn't have done this 10 or 15 years ago that's that's a very good point like do we just have to go through all the shit to get to this point where we really don't give a fuck anymore and we're just going to do what we want and I don't know I don't know what the answer is like I would love to teach my daughter and all these other younger women to figure this out in their 20s but I don't know maybe you have to go through all the shit that makes a lot of sense and maybe as the generations go on it can be sooner but I think where we're at yeah I had to completely follow what you were supposed to I did it a little backwards I had a kid then got married you know did a little backwards but well according to who though right well that's what I'm saying I I followed the what they quote unquote they say you should do you go to school you get married you have kids you have a job and it just didn't work yeah and then yeah had to get out of that and or maybe it did work maybe it's exactly what it was meant to be that's true right it's true like I I don't know I think that I I know everybody says oh things happen for a reason but they really fucking do mm-hmm. um I'm grateful for all my fuck-ups I'm grateful for my divorce I'm grateful for everything that's gotten me right here because without it I would not be right here you're right um we talk about all the time that you know the what if we had met sooner what if we you know I wish I would have found you when I was 18 I'm like well first Nick I would have been 11 and that's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) you know but not only that I was like you've told me in your first marriage you didn't know how to be a husband right in my first marriage, I wasn't the best wife. We had to go through who and what we did in order to be right for who we are now. Yes. So yeah, I, I firmly believe that. And I don't know why I had to go through all the fucking shit that I did to get where (laughs) I am and why you did. And you know, but yeah, but you did. And now like so much of it is just to be grateful, have the gratitude for where you're at now. Like, yeah, yeah it sucks when you're going through the shit. It really fucking sucks, but you're not going to stay there. It's not forever. Right. So, And it's how you get where you are. The yeah. only way, because I couldn't have been born and not gone through everything and be who I am. So, yes, yes. So... Do you think it's important for women to be entrepreneurs? I think it's important for women to do hard shit. And whether that means you go run a marathon or you start a business or, you know, whatever that means to you, I think it's important. That's where we build up our confidence. That's where we build up our, who we are is Mm -hmm. by doing things that, surprise ourselves you know yeah. I, I that's where I'm I mean like when I built my bakery it was right before the pandemic and I had been divorced for not very long and I was like okay I'm gonna build a fucking bakery our town doesn't have anything and that took a lot for me to build something by myself from the ground up and that's where like that was probably my biggest most proud moment was being able to open that bakery by myself. I don't think that we have to be, I don't think being an entrepreneur is for everybody, but I do think that it definitely, um, pushing yourself is really important as a woman, as a man too, I guess, but it's so easy for us women to just stay home, stay home with the kids and I don't know, get stuck in the little mommy circles and that's your life. I think there's so much more to it though. There's so much more to life that we are, we should be taking advantage of. Yeah. When you said that I had the image of the 1950s mom 
putting Valium in her, <laughs> you know, in her wine glass so that she can smile over her meatloaf and feed it to her husband. I know that there are a ton of women that that's fulfilling for them. I know it for a fact that they love to be, I mean, not the, the medication. I mean, I'd be happy on Valium too. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, I know that there are women who are super passionate about just homemaking and that's their thing. But like you said, it's super important to keep pushing yourself. Well, so I understand being all about the nurturer and taking care of your kids. Mm-hmm. What happens when your kids are 18? Well, then what? Like, yeah. then you're going to have a midlife crisis and wonder who the fuck am I? And now I'm stuck at home with this husband that I don't really even like, and my kids are gone and they were my life. I had that thought for the longest time. And I was like, dude, I, I need to figure something out. Like, I don't want to wake up and have the last 20 years, just regrets of what could I have done? What should I have done? I wanted to start living my life now, not waiting for a day of retirement or, you know, when my kids are grown, then I'm going to start living my life. No, like I could die tomorrow. I'm going to live my life right now. Exactly how I want to do it. Yeah. Well, that's and I great. don't want to have to take Valium to enjoy my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm definitely, I'm not, I was not meant to be born in the fifties. I am not good at cleaning house. I do love to cook. I will say I love to cook. I love to bake, but what I want and how I want. Yeah. So it's, you know, everything is on my terms. I don't clean. I, (laughs) I love to cook, but then I don't clean up after it. (laughs) I am super ambitious and none of those things were good back in the fifties. So I'm very grateful for when I, uh, when I came out. <laughs> yeah, thank God, huh? <laughs> yeah. So what advice would you give someone wanting to start their own business or buy the town bar or start actually, you have an event planning uh, business um, now, you know? I would uh, just have to fucking do it. You know, reach out to people who are doing it and ask the questions. But if it's something that you're passionate about, like I wouldn't buy a bar just so you can sit at the bar and drink every night. Like that's no. <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not a good idea. But if you're passionate about improving your community and giving, I don't know, job opportunities to high school kids, I have a lot of that going on now too. I say, just do it. Like there's, there's no better time than right now. And to just sit and wait and be like, oh, I'll just do it later. No, like, and so many people get caught up in the, oh, I need to have a business plan or I need to have a logo. I need to have a website. Like you don't need any of that to start a business. Go get your business license. Like Mm -hmm. in all the businesses that I've done, I've never written out a business plan, which is probably horrible, but (laughs) they're all successful businesses. So I don't think maybe that was part of like the college, you know, courses that I missed out on, but I think you just have to start doing things. If you want to do things from home, start making cakes, like get online and figure out how to do it and just start, just start. That I used to, before I found myself and did oodles of therapy and really figured everything out, I used to, uh, what, what did I call it? It was procrastination due to overanalyzation. Oh yeah. That's what I called it. Yeah. Just, you know, wanting that perfect moment to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was bad. I mean, I was, you know, like majorly depressed and had undiagnosed stuff that I needed to work through, but, um, that's definitely stuff that can hold you back. And I, now when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, just do it. Yes. But I've also been in the space where someone would say, just do it. And I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So maybe if that's your response, you guys listening, you should take a, take a step inward, do a little journal and figure out why you're afraid to just do it. 
Yes. Well, and so my boyfriend and I have this joke where I'm the jumper. Like I will literally jump on anything and I will figure my way out on the way down. Right. Like I'm just going to jump. I'm going to make sure there's water before I land, but I'm going. And he needs to like, make sure that things not, not everything's lined out, but he wants to make sure it's a good decision and a sound decision. And I'm like, nope, let's go. Like, we're just going to jump out of the airplane. So. Yep. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm, I'm very much like that now. Obviously, I just told you the selfie studio. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And he's like, wait a minute. What even are you talking about first? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but when I met him, I was terrified of surprises. Oh. Yeah, like he wanted to do a surprise trip for me for my birthday. And I like almost had a meltdown. I was so nervous. Oh, wow. So it's definitely, I don't remember if we were talking. Oh yeah, it was while recording. We're talking about being in that right relationship. Uh It definitely can change because I've done it 180 on who I am and how I am. So so much of that when you're talking about having like almost like anxiety about a a surprise, that's Mm -hmm. control, right? Oh, so yeah. I love to, on my podcast, I talk so much about like the masculine and feminine, right? Yeah. And when you're in the masculine space as a woman, you would just want control. You control mm-hmm. everything from business to structure, like that's masculine, but you can't fall into your feminine until you have a masculine man in that space that you trust to mm-hmm. have the control. Right. And then you can let go. That's so hard especially it, as an entrepreneur, because you're so business-minded and masculine-minded, then you're just like, oh, you want to take control. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was very hard because I was definitely 99% in my masculine all the time, all the time. So it was a big, big change. Yeah. And not that it's bad. It's just good to have a, a pretty even balance of both, I think. Right. Or draw on them when necessary, but not live in them. Yes, exactly. What is the best advice that you've received? It can be personal or professional. Uh, it's hmm. my coach. He always says to put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. Um, I, and I, as a mom, that's really hard to be selfish and Mm -hmm. to put your own needs and wants first before your kids, before your spouse, before anybody. But I think that that's vital. And that also rolls into business for the longest time. I would pay myself last. I would make sure all the bills are paid. Employees are paid. Everything else is paid. I get whatever crumbs are left over. And I started paying myself first. Everybody else still got paid. All the bills were still paid. It all worked out but I was actually putting my needs first as well. And I think that's important when it comes to time and energy and just, it, it sounds awful. I know, cause as moms, we're not supposed to be selfish, but I, I really think it's the only way that you can be healthy to make sure that you're taken care of first. If I'm half a mom or I'm sick all the time, I can't take care of my kids. If I'm broke, I can't give money to charity or do anything and help other people. If I'm, you know, struggling financially, just got to be, got to learn that that's okay. Yeah. And that's a really hard one to learn, especially since we're not in our twenties, like mentioned, we have years and years of no, you're not supposed to do that. You put your kids first, you put your family first, you put your house first, your business first, everything is first and you're dead last. Yeah. And that on that list. Well, and I agree with you that you have to put yourself first, which took me a lot of years to figure out. And I'm still figuring that out if I'm honest, (laughs) but Something that I've also had to learn is you have to put your relationship right there. It's like 1.5 or two, yes. you know? So when you're talking about like, cause that's something I didn't do in my marriage. You have to put mm-hmm. your spouse above your kids. 
mm-hmm. which doesn't mean fuck your kids. Do you know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean that they come last. It just means that you prioritize that that relationship is so important because then you're teaching your kids what love looks like or it doesn't look like. Right. And like we talked about earlier, when they turn 18 and they're gone, it's you and your man. Right. And if that's shit, because you've been putting your kids first, then you've got to rebuild everything. Oh man. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. I actually remember having blow ups with my ex-husband because I put the kids first and I told him I was like they come before you always yeah Yeah. and I tell Nick the same thing my kids are first if you hit them if you abuse them you know that kind of thing but we have a date night every week and we prioritize our coupledom but also Like right now I have this podcast that we're sitting here with and he's at bowling. We have our, our individual, we're allowed to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that also really helps with the coupledom and just with confidence in I am myself and I, it helps keep the codependency down. So you don't have that. You have more confidence in yourself as a woman, as a leader, as a mother, if you separate yourself. It's so weird and ass backwards. And I never would have believed it until I lived it. Yeah. Yep. You've got to be two healthy, healed individuals, right? Mm -hmm. Who come together, but you're not stuck together, you know? Right. That's so important. It is. And it's not nothing that I would have figured out. Because even when you look at TV and stuff, you have to always be intertwined together. You have to be constantly up each other's asses. And yeah, no, that's just not. (laughs) Well, and I, we spend all day together. We work from home, both of us. So we're in the same office all day long together. We have our dedicated date nights that we go and we're alone together but you have the different hats on so just because you're together all the time doesn't mean you're intertwined yes well and I think it's good to have your own friends your own Mm -hmm. hobbies you know you you're two individuals my boyfriend and I do the long distance thing so he lives about four hours from me but I spend every other week with him Mm -hmm. but being able to not be together all the time is actually pretty great because then when we are together, we're prioritizing that time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know it. I like being a part-time parent. I like being a part-time girlfriend. Like (laughs) it kind of works out to just, everybody has their own time and we make it work. Yeah. And the friends thing is important too. That's something I never, never had. We had mutual friends if we had friends at all. And that was fucking devastating during a divorce Uh I'll be honest that was heart-wrenching because you do you I I joke about it sometimes that I lost this in the divorce or so and so in the divorce but that's really how it is and not having individual friendships is a burden so yeah this Wednesday is girls night Nick is at picks by himself and I'm doing girls night. So, you know, what else I think is important is when you are a married or committed couple to have other happily married friends that you can hang out with. Like, yes, I think that is so important too. Cause if we're friends with the couples who hate each other, like, I think that's so easy to bleed into your relationship or to feel that energy when you're around them. And that's really hard to find too. our other happily married couples. I think. Yeah. Or not married. I mean, Nick and I, we're not getting married, just saying. (laughs) Tell me your thoughts on that. Because I'm, we go back and forth with that whole thing too. Like, I love the whole idea of commitment. I know you Mm -hmm. don't have to get married nowadays. Yep. So there were, we both, when we got together, well, it's funny. Because first of all, I told him I'd never fucking date him. (laughs) (laughs) And then now he's... Perfect. I think that was more my, I had, I was going through a divorce and I was like 
screw everyone. And I felt feelings and I was like, nah, get fuck yourself. Never. But we both have our reasoning for why we don't want to get married. And his is, I mean, it's his. So this is just my version of it. So if I misquote Nick, if you're hearing this and I butcher it, I'm sorry. Um, I can walk away at any minute. When you're married, it's a huge legal fiasco to separate from each other. And he's like, I never want to think that you're with me just because it's a bigger pain in the ass to leave. Because you have to be, right? Yeah. So that's kind of his thinking behind it. And mine is, I don't ever want to feel owned. Okay. That is kind of not that a man owns a woman when you're married, but you are expected to lose your last name. Uh You, if, if you look at Mr. and Mrs., Mrs. is literally Mr.'s. It's M-R-S. You are your Mr.'s. Right. And it just the, the, the binding of two people, it's more of binding the actual people in my thought process. And I never want to feel like I've lost myself again. Yeah, that's important. And we did, we had a commitment ceremony. We had the party. We wanted to have our family get together. It was only family. And yeah, we had the ceremony. We said our vows. So we do you love each other? Your husband? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I so mean, it's we everything but the legal. Yep. I have a ring. He has okay. his ring. Um, he's my husband, my partner, my pain in the ass, whatever I feel like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just don't feel that that piece of paper is necessary and it can convolute things I have worked on my credit and I don't want his credit affecting it negatively or positively I have my things he has his things right I have my bank account he has his bank account and we're totally happy so and you just make the rules that you want and that's totally cool I fucking love that yeah it's it was a lot to figure out Because, you know, we've both been in conventional marriages before. And I mean, in his, he was the breadwinner and I, or I, she (laughs) stayed at home. And so it was very conventional. And then he meets me and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make all the money and build all the businesses. And he's like, (laughs) what? All right, (laughs) let's do it. But yeah, it's been very difficult, but that not difficult. It's been a transition and fucking communication is so key yes but because this is how I look at it the way because I fucked it up before now I know what I do and don't want Mm -hmm. and I know how to express that and I don't have to be a bitch about it like communication we're just going to talk about it right and I was the opposite I just if I shut the fuck up and shut down and went in myself everything was happy right but it really wasn't because I wasn't right oh yeah yeah therapy is like a godsend (laughs) oh yes I actually I'm uh I've started up with my third one so it's it's just like coaches and education and reading Mm -hmm. it's never done you can always get a little nugget from it so I totally agree Leandra, how did you turn my work podcast into a couple's podcast? Oh, sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry, but <laughs> I'm just going to talk about all the things. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. And it's very, Nick and I are married twice, if you think about it. Yeah. Because we have our household and our kids and our pets and our marriage and our coupledom, but then we're business partners. Yeah. And I don't think I know it's not easy to do to be in business with your spouse. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different level of things. And I don't think it's for everybody. Um, But if you can make it work, like, I think it strengthens your relationship even more. It does. It's the double whammy. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. So you 
are in Salt Lake getting a tattoo. I am. Um, what else do you do for fun? Ooh, um, I've done a lot in the last couple of years. So I love to ride my Harley. I love to take my kids out on dirt bikes and RZRs. I like to go skiing whenever I can. I, I just want to do everything and try everything at least once, but yeah, just, I don't know. I don't like to sit at home and watch TV very often. That makes me insane. So I always have to feel like I'm doing something. My rule is at least twice. You have to try twice? something at least twice. Okay. Well, I did skydiving once and that may be enough. <laughs> I don't know if I yeah. want to do that twice. <laughs> I went on a trapeze once and that was enough. I'm good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's especially with my kids and tasting new food. It's you got to try it twice because you don't know what to expect the first time. Right. The right. second you know what to expect and then you can judge it. Good idea. I like that. I might have to use that. I like to discuss what people do for fun because it seems like you've got that figured out and a lot of people don't. They just, their mom and wife and business owner or whatever occupation that you're working in or stay at home mom and just in it and that's who you are. Well, and that was me forever, but mm -hmm. play is just as important as working like I have to play. I have to show my kids how to play. Like I want to have all the toys so they can see that. And then they're like, okay, how do I get a toy? Like mom has, mom has that Porsche. How do I go get a Porsche? Like, this is where my mind goes. Just trying yeah. to show them the end goal and then help them figure out how to get there on their own. My solution was I built a selfie studio. So I literally have to play every day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shucks. <laughs> Damn it. No, I think that was brilliant. I actually, for this beach, I'm like, I bought three new bathing suits. I bought myself a floppy hat and I cannot wait for those pictures. Yes. So do you have like a photographer that comes in like, or people just come in and do their own thing? How does that work? It's all selfie. So we have the selfie rings and a little remote and oh. I sit there and take 7 billion pictures and choose one. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. But I actually, I think I messaged you when we set up shop that you inspired me to, not you per se, but when I saw your badass boudoir, it gave me the idea of setting up, I've dubbed it the apartment, quote unquote, okay. but we have this little section in our selfie studio that I designed around boudoir photography. Yes. So it has a bed, it has a 1920s cast iron tub. It looks like bubbles. Oh my God. Yeah. We have a couch, we have a chair, you know, just different settings right. that would look great for boudoir because after my divorce, when I was trying to figure out who I was and I totally hated myself and my body because I gained a hundred pounds when I was with him and I did a boudoir mm -hmm. photo shoot. And it changed me Yeah, seeing those pictures. And it, I did it without losing weight. I did it right as I was. And, you know, I, I barely saw the imperfections you do because, you know, I have eyes, I right. have glasses so that we I can see our but, own imperfections. Yeah. Right. But I barely saw them. All I saw was, holy shit, that's a woman. That's, mm -hmm that's a goddess. That's, you know, and it was so empowering. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that for other women. And I was like, we have photographers here. And when I went, they just rented a hotel room. Mm -hmm. So everybody had their pictures just in this one. It was a lovely hotel room, but just in one, you know, bedroom area. So now like you so. have options for them to take pictures in yeah exactly has changed my life too and to see these other women I don't know when they get those pictures back they're like holy shit <laughs> yeah you need to lose the 10 pounds I'm like no girl you got an ass on you and it's beautiful like I I fucking love it yeah it's awesome I'm definitely a big big supporter of it even if you're even if no one ever sees them like right. Nick 
I think right. he's seen two. And I took these pictures years ago. Okay. But they were mine. They were just. They were for you. Yeah. I needed to see me in. I needed to see a part of me that I had never seen before. And I think and that, that was that, power. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's is that that feminine power when we get in the entrepreneurial space and it's so masculine mm -hmm. um, to kind of fall back into that and just like let go of the control and the boudoir pictures especially yeah and remember how feminine you are and soft and sexy and you don't have to be this hard bitch that just gets shit done it's a whole different side yeah and I think it's the side that we often forget about too but yeah well, I had, like I said, I'd never seen that part of me. I went from school to mom to IT. I was an EMT. I right. was masculine, masculine, masculine. Yeah. Which masculine is great. I live in my masculine a lot, but yeah. I had never seen my feminine. And when I did, I was like, holy fuck. There's a whole side of me that is ready to take over this world. <laughs> And that feminine side is fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Yet relaxed. Mm -hmm. It's magic. It's, it's it the sweet spot. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm liking finding it. Okay. So where can everybody find you? You have lots um, of places, I guess. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Leandra Samproni. I don't know if it's an underscore or a dot, something like that. Um, if you just search for Leandra with an I, you'll find me on there. There's not very many of us. Mm -hmm. And then my podcast is on Spotify and Apple podcasts. And that's called from the ashes reclaiming you. And then we do, I drop an episode once a week. It's a good one. It's fun. They're quick, quick little nuggets. They're very quick. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and we're going to talk for 15 to 20 minutes. It has not gone under an hour. <laughs> I well, just if I were to interview people, it's just me talking and I, I I can't talk to myself that long. I need to interact with people and that that'll that'll happen on the podcast. So yeah, you had an interview on one of them, and that was definitely a longer episode. Yeah, yeah, I did with Caitlin. She was great. Not that I stalk you for <laughs> it's totally okay. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> and then uh you have your Badass Boudoir, you have a website for that, right? We do. So it's badassboudoirretreat.com. Um, and I need to get it updated, but we'll have pictures and stuff. We've also got that on Instagram too, is Badass Boudoir. Mm -hmm. um, all, on my, all on my profiles though. And I think our next retreat will be the end of this year. So I'm only going to be doing about one to two a year. Mm -hmm. um, our last one was incredible but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna keep them in Vegas because I know all our private chef and our photographers and the house like it's all perfect it's just I've got it lined out the way I like it so yeah I'll probably be looking about October next this year so nice it'll be fun you should come it'd be great I know I actually told Nick but your last one was we'd been open maybe a month so <laughs> it's yeah we're like the other um the apex I was invited to next month I'm not not in that spot but okay. it is well, I, I already apex one in June you should come to we're gonna go to that one too yeah I am um, yeah. I already have it on my I don't like to call it a bucket list it's a to done list I will be doing that okay. your retreat <laughs> good eventually <laughs> <laughs> So that is pretty much all I have for you. No, that is all I have for you. Not pretty awesome. much. Well, this um, was great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for being on it. You really were one of the first women that I was like, oh shit, I can do it. I can do it. She could do it. Yeah. Not that I think I'm better than you. <laughs> That's not no, what I meant at all. Nothing's impossible. That's the whole thing. Thank right. So yeah. do you have any questions for me? No, I don't think so. I'm just happy to see your face. Happy to I talk know. to you. It, it's real. I'm really glad with how much Zoom is used now. 
Yeah. The people are getting used to it. Well, you have like put faith in the zoom thing for me with a podcast. Cause I kept thinking, no, like I want to travel and talk to people like in person, but this mm-hmm. is actually pretty good. I Thank really, so much. I know I really appreciated this and I will let you go. I know you got kids and you want to go have fun. So yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> All right. Go have fun. And right. I appreciate you. Thanks lady. Have a good night. Yep. Bye. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. If you liked this, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure that you can more easily find me in the future. Thank you again. Bye. We got the right stuff. We put the hammer right down.